It's time to love cats. The Purrcast is on. I'm Nathan Hughes. Thank you for listening. Hello, Purr people. Because our uh, publishing schedule is a little irregular right now, and I don't want to leave you too long without something to listen to, we're going to do a short episode of just one segment today, and that is a Guess the Breed segment. And in the Guess the Breed segment... I tell you a little bit about a certain cat breed while you try to guess what it is. Try to figure out which one I'm talking about. Then about halfway through, I'll do the reveal, tell you which it is, and tell you a little more about it. So, here we go. The breed we're going to look at today is actually one of the oldest breeds of domesticated cats anywhere. As such... Its true ancestry is really uncertain. It first kind of came onto the modern scene in 1871. It was exhibited at the Crystal Palace Cat Show in England that year. Took third place. The owner had no formal records of her origins but said she had been imported from the area that's now Ethiopia during the war that had just happened there in the late 1860s. That's pretty much where the breed gets its name from that story. But genetic tests have kind of leaned more towards its origin 
being from the coastal regions of Southeast Asia and the Indian Ocean. This breed was imported to the U.S. in 1900, but a real, in essence, breeding program wasn't implemented until the 1930s. That happened just in the nick of time, too, because World War II was soon to devastate Europe, and when it did, only about a dozen documented cats survived the war in all of Europe. But thanks to the import to the U.S. and the breeding program that was established, it was able to bounce back quickly in Europe. It has steadily grown in popularity worldwide ever since. Romantic tales call it the cat from the Blue Nile. They say it's a direct descendant of the sacred cat of Egypt because it resembles the cats that are depicted in tomb art, murals, and artifacts. Others believe that British soldiers coming back from that area that is now Ethiopia brought a cat named Zula home with them to England at the end of the war in 1868. But there is no firm documentation or evidence to support this. No genetic evidence to connect Zula to the cats of today. Recent genetic studies tend to support the idea that, uh, as we touched on just a minute ago, they identify with the cats in the coastal area of the Bay of Bengal in India. But it was developed and refined in Britain. The first one was exhibited in the United States in 1909. Once the breeding program started in the 1930s, it pretty much developed into one of the U.S.'s most popular breeds pretty quickly. The Somali is the close relative of this breed and is named for Somalia, which borders Ethiopia to represent their connection to each other. Any guesses? The breed we've been talking about is the Abyssinian. Yes, Abyssinia is the territory that used to sit where Ethiopia is today. What is the Abyssinian cat like? Well, they're known for their unique ticked coat. Individual hairs are banded with different colors, and they have the appearance of a wildcat. That's what my reference material says, folks, but I've seen an Abyssinian, and that doesn't quite really come close. As soon as I quit talking here, I hope you'll do an image search in a internet search engine of Abyssinian cat, and you'll see what I'm talking about. But they really have a neat coat. There is some variation in the breed's color and patterns, but mostly it's going to be a brown coat that changes hue very generally, not an abrupt transition like a tabby stripe or patchy, but in a much more subtle way. 
the way I can best describe it, if you want to get an image in your head right now, would be that of a mountain lion. That shade of brown, that kind of light rust color, and there's more than one color in a mountain lion's coat, isn't there? It goes to a very dark beige, dark white, from the dark brown, transitions evenly to different parts of the body. And the Abyssinians does that. It's really neat. You might even find a picture of a mountain lion and an Abyssinian, as I've seen, superimposed as though they're standing next to each other and looking very similar color-wise. Well, they're very athletic, very active, and very curious. <laughs> they want to know what's going on all around them. They're very investigative. They are fiercely loyal and highly people-oriented. They love attention from you and respectful children. And they also get along well with cat-friendly dogs, other cats, and other pets. They're extremely graceful, lithe, elegant, an intense interest in their surroundings, and they're famous for their playful and curious disposition. They might very well retain their kitten-like demeanor through much of their life. Lots of fun, these guys. They will leave no part of their surroundings unexplored. They are sometimes referred to, you'll like this, as Abby Grabbies. That tells a story, doesn't it? They tend to take things that grab their interest. They want something, they own it. <laughs> they love to jump and climb. They also prefer high ground. They'll pick the highest spot in the room where they can see everything that's going on. They're protective. They'll even tend to guard their families. And don't be surprised if you suddenly get a flying abbey landing on your shoulder. What kind of care do they need? Well, they're the wash and wear cat. Grooming requirements are really pretty low. They are low maintenance. They don't shed very much at all and have a short coat. Usually, brushing is all that's needed to eliminate dead hair. <laughs> I'm jealous of their owners now. And a rub down with a cold, damp cloth also helps keep their co coats glossy and in good condition. You can bathe them as needed, starting when they're kittens. And they don't require any hair drying. You can rub them down with a towel and leave them to air dry. Nails trimmed about every two weeks. And it's even a good idea to brush their teeth with an approved toothbrush, starting as soon as they're permanent. And that's today's Guess the Breed, the Abyssinian.
If you like this episode, please consider sharing it on your social media platforms and writing a positive review for it where you listen to it. Both those things would really help. Until next time, love cats. Love cats.